What's up, Badger fans? It's it's a W. Um, a weird game, but listen, we're going to talk about Max Klesman. Dude went nuclear today. Let's let's get into it on Wisconsin. Let's talk about the win. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers reaction show to the Indiana Hoosiers win, a good Big Ten victory over a team that's – I thought it would be closer. So I know some people did and I did. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for 20% off your first purchase – or $20 off your first purchase, sorry. Um, and Justin just disappeared. I bet you he's going to Game Time to get that $20 <laughs> off that first purchase right now. Go get it, Justin. Do it. All right. We got the win. That means we play the uh, happy man. This is awesome. It's a good day for me. Come on in here, buddy. Get up on that line. Okay. So obviously, let, let's not bury the lead, right? It, it, the cover photo is Max Klesmit. The, the title is Max Klesmit. The first slide on my thing is Max Klesmit. Max Klesmit went insane. Went absolutely bonkers in this game. Took over for really an entire stretch of a game. I can't remember a mattress player doing it quite like that. Uh, he's the absolute story of the game. It's the third time in the last four that he's scored at least 18 points. He's averaging 19.5 over the last four games. Was five of seven from three. Um, incredible game for Max Klesman. And the the confidence that he is playing with. I mean, what a difference! Like the guy's always had this in his bag, but it's he's just never been this confident to play and shoot like this. It's incredible to watch. I mean, I was jumping off my couch just going nuts. Like the guy is on absolute fire. And he's so electric and he plays with such passion. And the best thing about it is whatever you get on the offensive side, you get that same passion on the defensive side. He's so good on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's, it's a star is born. A star is born right now. Like we last year, we talked so much about Connor and, and the star being born there and what he could be. And look at what Max has done this year. Even at the beginning of the year, we didn't see this coming. All of a sudden he takes off. He's shooting lights out from three and it just shows you how much better you can play when you just have that swagger that he's got clearly. I mean, look, he got the one guy's head that got kicked out of the game because he threw an elbow in his face. How dumb was that? But kudos to Max Klesman, man. What a great game by him. I, I'm just, if we can see this kind of Max Klesman throughout the rest of the year, boy, do we, our ceiling just went up again. Storage, Storbring comes in, ceiling goes up. Blackwell, ceiling goes up. Klesman playing the way he is, ceiling goes up again. Every single player keeps adding to the potential of where we can go this season. Yeah, I mean, there's been a little bit of a mini slump for Just, a Justin. Feels a little really quick, Justin. Rajiv, you were so on cloud nine, and Justin's first word was like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, I'm on well, cloud nine only because of Max Klesman, By the way, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing. Max, Max was phenomenal in this game. He was incredible. I'll, I'll say what what I will say is we played. We've dropped ninety, and I think that Wall and Crowler are kind of in a mini slump right now. They're, they're not playing particularly well, and we're kind of withstanding it. Uh, defensively, the team, they need to tighten up a little bit. It's going to cost us one of these games if, if we don't play like this, but they're playing pretty kind of sloppy on that end right now. Um, that said, when, when the offense is playing like this, there's very few teams in the country that are going to be able to hang with them. They're just There's too many guys that can hurt you. Um, and it's not that anyone's particularly like, I mean, obviously Klesmet going off, but it's, we don't require anyone to be dropping 25 for us to be able to do this. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, he dropped 19 and like what a five minute span, yeah. but 
He turned the switch on. I, I will say this: Indiana was 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 horrific defensively. Like <laughs> they were. They, they I, I made a like during the game. I mean, there was a play where they just completely lost Klesman. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's coming into the game shooting lights out. I mean, that's how. That, by the way, that's how you let a guy get in fuego. You mm-hmm. give a good yeah. person who's a in a, easy shots, and not only that, but give a guy who's in a heater some easy shots. Like, I, I'm not that biggest Coach Woodson fan, but I guarantee you, he's not out there saying give give Max Klesman open looks from three. Like he must have been tearing his hair out. Like they were horrific defensively. We shot. I think it was 60% from the field, Justin Rashid. Like mm-hmm. 59, I, there's last I saw. It was probably that's not running. all us. Like, there's a lot of Indiana poor basketball there. Now, we took advantage of it and give Wisconsin credit, but they were terrible. Indiana was terrible. Yeah, the, the other part of this I'll say is that Max is flat out the heart and soul of this team. Like, he is the fire. And you could tell when you watch him. And he he flat out goaded that guy into giving him the elbow. You could see the other way he's kind of nudging him with his head and stuff like that. When he's down, I'm like doing that stuff. I'm like, he kind of had it coming a little bit, but he didn't do enough <laughs> that the ref could be like, dude, you you're you're pulling some stuff there. He knew he he knew he was trying to get his head and he did. Oh, yeah, he one hundred percent was. So I got a quote from an Indiana guy, the Daily Hoosier. I guess my bias is getting the best of me because what I saw is Klesman initiate all of that. Still not smart by gun. He's correct. Klesman did initiate that. That's yeah. called a veteran player getting uh-huh. under somebody's head. And that's called an undisciplined friggin' Indiana team falling for it. That's yeah, a- all he had to do was walk he away. Was just kneeling. walk away and it was, it was, a, it was done. Yep. And he just yeah. didn't do it. And it was stupid. Away, I wound him in the face. That's, that's all on Indiana. Like, that's Klesman yeah, getting in their head. How about you just stop him instead of elbowing him? <laughs> Can't do that. Can't, Can't stop. That. Max, <laughs> All right. Um, let, let's talk about, though. So we got a ton of comments. We talked about Klesman. Guys, I want to move off onto the defense a little bit, but anything else on Klesman that you guys want to talk about? Because he is the story of this game. Well, it's it's interesting just watching how pure he is, man. When he when he's on a heater, his jump shot is so clean. And I think that he's probably – he might have the prettiest jumper on the team when he's when he's really going of anyone that you watch just put up the shot his form. Um, and it, it kind of speaks to it one because when he gets locked in, man, does he, mm-hmm. he just does not miss. And the way he just does it on both sides, too, it's just so great. He's locked in defensively, too. When he's playing like that, it's like whatever the guy does just turns to gold. And I, I we've, we've literally seen this just trajectory, this like exponential growth from him in the last few games. And it's I'm just so happy for him. And, and kudos to him. I mean, he... He, he transferred in, not really knowing what kind of playing time he was going to get, not knowing how big of a player he was going to be for this team. He had a good year last year, and this year, it's all of a sudden now he's become one of our most important players. And he's going to be one of the most important players as we get into March. Uh, Mikey, I want to go ahead and... Mikey, how long can Klezma do this? He averages nine points per game on the year. Klezma's capable of being a Brad Davison. Like, he's capable of being that guy that has those flamethrower games where he goes off for 25, and you're like, what the heck? Now, he might have a game where he also scores three, the difference between him and and uh, Brad Davison was he's probably not going to score three on nine shots. He'll score three on like one of three shooting and one three-pointer, whereas you'd have those games kind of with Brad where it was like, man, just please stop shooting. You're, you're, it's not your night. And you understand because he's a shooter that he's going to probably have some games like that where you just hope that he'll come out of the funk partway through. But Klesmet's capable of being that guy. Like he's a good enough athlete and a good enough scorer the thing is, is that you just want to make sure that he's taking shots within the offense and not taking rushing things. Ryan, you and I have discussed, or all three of us have discussed, he's a guy you probably want shooting more than he does anyways. 
Like you're not really, he doesn't really take shots that you're unhappy with at most times. Mm-hmm. And that was the one well, thing I wanted to add on to really quick is he doesn't force action. Like that's mm-hmm. the nice thing with Klesman is he, he can be a little more aggressive at times. He, he doesn't take, there's very, very few times in Max Klesman's Badger's career where he takes a shot and your initial reaction is, Ugh, why did he take that? I don't know if I can think of one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a testament to him. Uh, Petty player. Yeah. Just add on to Mikey's question. How long can he keep do this? I mean, probably not again for a while. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about do this in terms of what he did in the Indiana game, this is still an outlier, even for the heater he's on, because mm-hmm. defenses are going to adjust again. Indiana played him. Really they're going to double him. They're Anytime he comes off a screen, they're going to have somebody showing on him hard. Any any real coaching staff and real team isn't going to give him those looks. But how long can he continue to play with really good efficiency and play above kind of what he was early in the year? It could be the rest of the year. So I think that is is definitely a takeaway for me here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we've seen him take an actual step to where the nine points game last year, that's in the past. Like this is a new Max Klesman. And no, it's not going to be 26, 28 points. But because like, remember how Connor got guarded last year, second half of the year, that's exactly what's going to happen. But that's fine. He's taken a leap. We've seen a leap in his development in the last few games with confidence and how he's carrying himself. So I think it will continue not to this level, but if he averages, you know, 12 to 14 points a game for the rest of the year, fit maybe 15, I think that's totally doable. Uh, we need to take a quick break here. We're going to come back and talk about the defense. And I feel like some of the concentration lapses and how I don't want to say how, um, we feel about that because you shouldn't have that, but how hard it is to maybe stay locked in. And we got some people who actually coach in the comment section as well. How hard it is to stay locked in when you go up big as well against a team that isn't very good. We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badger. But first, Justin, man, we got a big game this weekend. We're going to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The line has come down a little bit on the Packers Niners game. It was at. It should have. Yeah, it was high. We talked about that. I thought the line was high too. Um, so FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's a great weekend, man. NFL playoffs are coming up. Obviously, Justin and I are incredibly invested in the Packers-Niners game Saturday night. Uh, we both kind of talked about it a little bit. We probably won't talk much during the game because we've learned we can't do that when our teams are playing each other. Sons uh, Bucks history there. Um, but FanDuel is the place to do all your sports betting. If you're going to bet on the game, please do it responsibly. But futures, parlay, spreads, teasers, it's all there. Justin, are you putting any money on this game on FanDuel this weekend? They won't let me. Otherwise, no, I would Justin, be. Right. Unbelievable. I put I put money on the Packers, by the way. Okay. Spread or money line? Uh both. Okay. No, <laughs> like I you're do. gonna lose that money, but I'm I'm happy I mean, for you. Already talking trash. Already talking trash, Justin. I'm just the intermediary here. It's great. I'm not gonna lie. I have a buy. By the way, Jerry Rice fumbled. Uh listen, that knee was down. It wasn't, but listen, I don't care. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. Like if you if you remember back to that, it was at 95, right? The Niners Packers, Rice catches the ball mm-hmm. fourth quarter before that game when he touched down. He obviously fumbled. Um, as a Niner fan, do I give a crap? <laughs> no. no. Like, obviously not. Um, go to FanDuel. Let's wrap this one up. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And again, I thought the line was too high. I don't think it's a cakewalk. I think this is going to be a really tough game this weekend. Justin and I have both talked about that. Okay, guys, let's talk defense. Let's. I want to start there because you gave up over 50 to Indiana in the second half. Defense hasn't been great for a couple games now. I, I thought there were moments offensive rebound. Our defense rebounding was poor. I thought they took some gambles. They fouled too much. Um, again, defense transition was an issue at times, giving up open threes in transition. Like, is, is it an excuse that you're going to buy that the team just got up high and they let their foot off the gas? No, I think a part of this was honestly just the subbing. Like, 
we were hockey lining this a little bit and you look at it and you're like, what are you doing? We're just swapping out four guys. I realize we got up quite a bit, but I don't think you want that type of switch where you're looking at it and suddenly you take out like your entire starting group and expect everyone to just be in sync defensively. Like, especially guys that haven't played together a lot. That's, that's asking a lot for that group to come in and lock in. And we weren't necessarily being locked in to begin with in this game. I mean, the first half we were pretty good, but in the second half, and this is part of where I was saying that walls kind of struggled lately. He wasn't great defensively again, this game. Mm-hmm. Like for a guy who we viewed as a plus plus defender for the most of his career, he's been average to below average the last three games. I don't know if something's going on with him or what, but he's really struggled to keep guys in front of him to body people up as much as you're used to seeing from him. I don't know what the deal is. You know, I feel like I agree. It's not, it's not okay. I think it's laziness at times defensively. And, and maybe it is just because they're, they're shooting so well, they're, they're being efficient, but it just doesn't feel like a Wisconsin team on the defensive side of the ball. And it's really frustrating. I mean, 79 points, really 79 points and renew. I mean, credit to that guy. He's incredible. They yeah. didn't, they didn't have one of their best players in there. And, you know, I was more, he's more a defender for them, but still renew just scored at will. And it seemed like we were just being, we were playing lazy defense. We weren't bodying up. We weren't really, we, we weren't transitioning well enough. We weren't staying in front of guys. We were losing people as they went to the hoop. We, we just like stopped playing a little bit. And, if this was the only game it happened, I think I would have a different perspective. But this has happened multiple times in a row now to where I feel like you can't give up 80 points in this league. Multiple, it, I mean, look, we gave up 87 to Penn State. We scored 83. We still lost. It doesn't matter. You can't give up 80 points. We are not a team that should ever do that. And and the experience on this team, you got a lot of seniors. You got a lot of people that have played many, many years. And for them, just all of a sudden change sort of and not be good defensively shows that it's, it's to me, it's effort and laziness. I hate to say that, but I just feel like that's what I'm seeing. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I I'm struggling to actually really understand why we're playing so poorly, but it's just, it's sh- kind of shocking, honestly. Yeah. It's definitely not good enough. I, I would say, and we talked about this before we talked about this during the football season, right? After like week four, week five, I start, I started like at least saying, listen, the receivers probably are who they are, right? We've seen four or five weeks of it. We've seen drops. Like, we should probably stop just expecting it to click, right? Mm-hmm. There is a point mm-hmm. in the season where you gotta, you're going to have to stop just expecting us to be a lockdown defensive team. Now, I'm not saying we're at that point yet, but it's starting to accumulate data points that we might not be that team. And then the other thing I have to say, we talked about this a lot. When you start scoring more, you just are – like, teams just – it's like human nature. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying – you're going to give up more because you don't, you just mentally defense is exhausting. Anybody who's played basketball or coached it, or even seen it, if you know the sport defense is heart wrenchingly tough to do consistently, you really got to buy in. And you, I'm just saying, you don't have to buy in as much when you're scoring. Mm-hmm. That's all, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but that it happens to teams. Unfortunately, it does. I agree that we're not a lockdown team. I think that's true, but I, we're, surely we're better than this, though. I mean, surely we're not. We, we can't be giving a 53 points to a crap team in the second half. Like, I, I just. And yet we just did, though. I know, but it's like, I know. And, and, I, and you're right. I mean, I, I am that optimist who's like trying to feel, oh, yeah, next game will be so much better. But the thing is, I feel like we have played better defense than this this year. We we have been better in the last couple of games. Just kind of, I feel like we've fallen apart a little bit. I mean, I remember in the Iowa game, we thought, okay, well, Iowa's just a really high-powered offensive team. And I will say, the average scoring in the Big Ten is higher this year than it has been in previous years. There are there, the, the scoring is up, but 
I just feel like the drop-off defensively has been so dramatic in the last few games that it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I think it's just an effort issue, quite honestly, yeah. right now. I think they're rolling offensively, and guys are kind of just getting a little lax with things, mm-hmm. and that needs to be tightened up. And that's on guard to be to really pressure guys. Maybe you need to start pulling some guys. If, if the effort level isn't there in games, just to kind of give them a wake-up call and be like, hey, you got to play on both ends because – I can tell you right now, this is going to be an NCAA tournament game. We're going to get up 15 on somebody in the first half, start strolling into it, and then the second half, somebody's going to get hot and start storming back on us. We're going to end up losing a game by like two or three points because the defense you know, started spiraling and they weren't able to get their feet back under them. And it's going to be because you're not used to giving the effort. You want to be doing that. And maybe we get to get to that point right before we get to the Big Ten tournament. I don't want to wait that long. I would much rather have that be something consistent that we can hang our hat on than just be have these guys think we can turn it on and off. And I think that that was one of the big – like the low-key thing about the 2015 team, it wasn't a, one of our best defensive teams, but it was solid for most of the season. Like they were incredible at scoring, but they were still pretty solid defensively. They didn't have games like this where they just let teams go off on them. I worry that, you know, look, if we get down in a game, we can't string stops back to back together. And that's going to be difficult to, if we are in a situation where we're down, how are we really going to come back if we can't stop the other team? If they're, if they're so easily able to get in the lane and get open shots, I will say this though. I like the aggressiveness on steals and we had eight steals tonight. And so I think that is something there. And like now some of that's Indiana's poor play, but I think McGee really brought some energy off the bench and, and defensively. And he's so, he moves well laterally. He gets in there and he's he's creating turnovers. Blackwell's doing that. Obviously, Chucky is. So I, I will say that's nice. And to see that, to, that helps make up for some of that. But I feel like I just don't feel confident that if we really needed to string two or three stops in a row, that we could do it. And that worries me going into March. It just happened last game. We, we needed to string together a few stops to basically take over that game, and we couldn't do it. Yeah. Right? The thing is, you can't switch it on in-game, though. That's yeah. right. Like, it's so hard if you yeah, have to be there to, for the defense, last three It requires everyone in unison, yeah. especially man. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. And it's tough because you look at the team and you say, this has always been Wisconsin has always been more of a team defensive unit than a bunch of individual incredible defenders, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at this team, and some of this is, I hate to say it, it like if you're going to go to the portal and say, I need an athletic wing, you're not going to find an athletic wing who can also play defense and shoot because that guy's mm-hmm. going to the NBA. So yeah. you sacrifice some defense bringing in some of these transfers that score more. Because, again, you're never going to get the complete package in basketball in the portal because the complete package goes to the league. So if you said we need to upgrade athleticism and scoring, like store, store – like he's he's struggled at times defensively locking in, playing the team game, right? And then we still don't have that enforcer down low with, with Wall struggling a little bit. Crowell struggles a little bit with physicality. Um, there's issues in multiple spots defensively. There just is. I think that's what the issue is really here is that we, we have three guys that we've seen in the past are capable of being plus defenders. In Klesmet, uh, Kraut, or Klesmet, Wall, and and Chucky, and at times they've been downright mediocre to below average at times, and they need to kind of step that up a little bit. That's been a problem, and it's great to see that we're 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 having such a good time of being able to take it to people, but there's going to be a game where we just can't shoot, like it's going to happen yet. Now, I think some of our three-point shooting has, has taken a step up, thanks in large part to Klesmet. Um, But, you know, there's going to be a game where we end up going two for 15 or something like that again because we always have a game like that. And that we don't want to get stung in that game where 
we lose it because we're missing from three and we just don't defend. And the other team just takes mm-hmm. it to us because of that. And maybe, maybe if that happens, our effort will step up defensively a little bit more because we have to, right? Because we're not scoring and maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I, I do think it's, it's kind of a laziness issue. Yeah, it's a lack of focus, laziness. I agree with you both there. Um, it, and again, I, I hate to be the guy that makes excuses, but sometimes when you get up by 15 or 20 in the second half, you just lose some of that focus and energy. Mm-hmm. Like if this was a closer game in the second, because the first half defense was better, correct? Like it, it was. We were forcing a yeah. lot of contested twos. Like it still wasn't perfect, but we were really I, – I wrote down one of my notes. I'm like, gosh, Indiana really likes contested two-pointers, like deep <laughs> numbers. It's really wonderful. <laughs> offense they're running. Well, some of that was defense. And then suddenly the second half, Klesman blows up. You build the lead, and then suddenly you see Indiana start taking advantage of easier stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, some of that was just a product, and it's a focus thing. It's not okay. Because there's a there's a world where Indiana came back, they hit a couple threes, and suddenly it's a game because you lost that focus. Mm-hmm. That happens in basketball, but they just lost focus, like you said, and that's a bit of laziness. That's a bit of focus. That does happen to teams. It shouldn't happen to teams that have this level of veteran leadership, though. But what, we're talking about focus. The first, I mean, I know the first half defense was better, but the first five minutes, again, the turnovers that we started off with, and just the the mental mistakes early on. That was that. That's now like the third game in a row that we've started off. And just had un- just ridiculous turnovers. We had three turnovers before the first media timeout. I mean, that's, I know we only finished with nine on the game. So that's good that we reeled that in. But there is something about the beginning of the games that we're just not quite locked in as much as we should be, which is becoming now a habit. And I think that Greg Gard needs to address it. Yeah, football and basketball, slow starts. All right, let's take a break there. We're going to come back. Final thoughts on this game. Any more comments? If you guys see any that you want to star, please do that. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Uh, again, Game Time is the number one source for all your tickets, everything you want from concerts, theater, music, sporting events, all across the, the sphere of, of entertainment. Go to Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing platform in North America for a reason. If you guys want to buy tickets to any of your three favorite podcasters, Game Time is an incredible spot to go do that at. You know, you buy the tickets there, send it to, again, one of your three favorite podcasters so they can go to events that they want to go to, do it on Game Time, save money, and build up some karma in the karma bank over at Game Time. Again, it's the number one source to do all of that. Right now, there's a great new offer. Snake the tickets without the stress at game time. Download game time app. Create an account. Use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create the account. Reading code Lockdown College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. All right. What do we, any, any comments you guys interested in here? Yeah, I want to just, we, we've talked a lot about Klesman and we haven't talked about too many other individuals. And I think Blackwell deserves a few minutes of our time tonight. Uh, Cody Schmidt says, if not for Blackwell in the first five to eight minutes, this could have been a way different game. I mean, man, the energy that that man play with, played with. I made some notes on the game, and I was just like, Blackwell, Blackwell. Like He just comes in and turns things around so quickly. His offensive confidence is up. He plays strong defensively. He works so hard. He's out there running all over the place. He came in when, when, the, when, the, when the starters, when Chucky and some of these guys came in without that focus, he came in with it. And he, I mean, Cody's absolutely right. He just came on, he turned it on. He shot four of six from the field, 12 points. It's going to go under the radar because of what Max did, and rightfully so, because Max deserves the credit. But another strong game from a freshman who has turned, who's made this team so much better than it was in the past. And I, I mean, I feel like we just need to give him some minutes here. Like he is, he played incredible tonight. And what would we do without this guy? He has been such a gem the entire season. Two of two from three also in this game. Yeah consistently for how little he's shooting from there it's incredible it's it's pretty ridiculous that he he's just hits right off the bat like sometimes it takes a guy a shot or two to kind of find the range 
That's not the case with him. He seems to be ready to go right from the get-go. Let me let me throw this out there. Um, this is from Mitch James. He said, I'd like to see a small lineup with Chucky, Connor, Max, AJ, and Wall. I would just flip this and put Blackwell in there instead of yeah. Connor. But I'm right there with you, Mitch. Like, you just talked – I forget. I think it was Rajiv said more minutes. I mean, Blackwell played 20 minutes today. He is so friggin' steady. I mean, he's like a metronome. As soon as he comes out there, I know exactly what I'm going to get from Blackwell. Mm-hmm. I never feel like I'm surprised. And you need that steady because we got a lot of this on our team. We got a lot of dudes who are high than low, high than low, high than low. Even a guy like like Klesman. Klesman had games earlier this year where, where we're like, score the freaking ball. You're a starting mm-hmm. two guard. He didn't score against, uh, I forget, it was the third, second or third game of the year. He didn't score a point. Blackwell is just steady. And that's so freaking valuable coming off the bench. So, yeah, I would totally. love to see a small lineup, but I would I would flip Connor with Blackwell, and I would love – I would I would pay money to see that. Totally, and and I, I think more on – just more on Blackwell a little bit. I just feel like you, – you mentioned how just steady he is, and we've, we've talked a lot about A.J. Storr's shot selection. And again tonight, I feel like there are times where he just fires up threes. I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that. Like, we don't need that. I don't think and – you, and Justin, you mentioned earlier about Max – I don't think I've seen Blackwell make a poor shooting decision. I feel like he's, I mean, there he's, he's made some mistakes, but I feel like every time he, he knows when to like stop and pop from the inside, the two in the inside the three point line, he's really good at that mid mid range jumper. He just, is, he makes heady plays and the more he grows in his career, and the longer he's here, it's, he's just going to get better and better. And I just love that. We never talk about him make taking a poor shot. We've talked about that a lot with store this year and he's just been steady Eddie, man. I think he said it perfectly. He's been really good. I, there was only really one situation where I didn't like it tonight. He he got himself trapped underneath the rim, and where he dribbled under, and the he, his defender had good position on him, and he kind of got himself in a bad spot. I think it led to a turnover. Yeah, but I mean, when you have like seven or eight positive things you do before you do your one negative thing, you've kind of built up some goodwill at that point. Um, the only other thing I would really knock him on was that offensive foul. I want when, when he got that ball and he tried to create space. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a foul. You can't, yeah. you can't throw your shoulder into a guy to open things up there. You know, it's so interesting though, right? Like most players, <coughs> excuse me, most players w- would be not. I mean, they'd be redshirting this year coming in, mm-hmm. in in that. So they would be taking those lumps in practice, and we're seeing a few of those lumps play out on the court. Yeah. But he's been so good at getting to the line. I, I feel like when he gets down by the rim. He's he's been so good at drawing contact that he just says, "Listen, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to force something, get contact, get to the line because he's shooting so well from there too." But again, even his mistakes, it feels like they're mistakes that you understand the thought process to some mm-hmm. degree. He's not making mistakes. You're like, "What are you thinking?" I mean, he went baseline, got a little trap, tried to get contact. At least you understand what he's thinking there, and it makes sense. It was kind of a forced yeah. shot. Though. Yeah, with him, it's just the lack. Like he he, I think you we all agree he, he lacks a little bit of explosion underneath there. He's not a guy who's who's vertical a vertical explosive guy. He's more of a first step guy, um, and that's okay. Yeah, and it's it, it's totally fine. It's just he's gonna have to be a guy that's gonna have to be craftier when he goes underneath, and that's that's where he's gonna build his game, being able to get things done underneath. Um, it's just one of those things where he's probably gonna have times, and we've seen it a couple times when he drives to the rim. He kind of gets where he's got to kind of contort and try to make things happen because he can't elevate enough. Um, maybe that gets a little bit better after a year in the weight room and conditioning. It gets a little bit more explosive. Would love to see that. Um, it, quite frankly, that would take his game to another level if he adds that to it. Um, but that's that's an area that's just not necessarily a huge strength of his quite yet. Mike Witt says, how hurt is McGee? I did want to bring this up, not because I know the answer to that question yet, but I do want to touch on the kind of the importance of McGee. Yeah. And I thought he played really well today in spurts. I thought 
He, he plays pretty hard defensively. I like him in transition. He he forces the issue in transition. He gets his body to people, gets to the line. Uh, we saw him go down with an ankle injury. A, that would, that would really stink for him because he's worked really hard to get himself into this rotation. And B, that's your backup point guard. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't, I don't know if it's Lindsay that, that probably steps into that role if McGee can't play. I don't know what you guys think here. I think Max uh, probably takes I it. I think they just go tighter on the rotation they have. Maybe, but some of the starters are already playing a lot. Now, again, maybe, McGee doesn't play a ton of minutes, but so that's probably fair. But, I mean, Max played, what, 30 I, minutes tonight? I think what ends up happening is you end up – Blackwell ends up eating some of those backup minutes. And I don't necessarily think he's going to be the one handling He's just you're going to pull Chucky and bring in Blackwell, and you're going to have maybe Klesmet uh, bring it up, Max. Um, I, I do worry that that him staying on the court right after. Obviously, there wasn't a really opportunity for us to call a timeout. He got injured a little bit, and he didn't. He missed the free throw. Otherwise, I think guard would have pulled him out, you know. But he missed the free throw, and then he had to stay in the game. And he didn't take the next play off. He he played hard. And he he jumped, tried to get a block at the rim, and he clearly it looks like he came back down on the ankle again. So, I mean, while he was kind of hurt the first time, yeah. sadly, I think it he probably did really do a number on it the second time. So, hopefully, hopefully he's okay. And, and But, yeah, he is. And, God, the way he moves laterally, especially on the perimeter and defending, like, guys have a really hard time getting by him. And that's a that's a huge plus for us right there. And he plays so hard every time on the floor. So, I like I said, the guy, his ankle's injured, and he didn't care. He went right to the hoop and tried to block a shot, which I give him credit for. Who wins in horse, Justin or Jeeva Ryan? I'm, I'm much, guessing. I'm, I'm, how much I'm, prep time am I getting? I, I would like to think that I will compete. I think Ryan's going to win the game. Um, I, I think that's I, Ryan's pretty good at basketball. I think Justin and I probably are too, but I'm guessing Ryan wins, but I would hope that I would uh, have a chance. It, so it does depend on are we throwing in kind of trick shots, like different types of layups, different, or is it just jump shooting? Either way, I'm winning. If we're ju- yeah, if, if it's too, I don't know, man. man. I, I was a guy who could hit 14, 15 in a row when I was playing regularly. Um, I'd like Those to say Bo, Bo Dragon, you're exactly right. I bet Arjun looks like he might have a pure stroke. You're exactly right. I do a pure stroke. So they, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Bo. Nice positive <laughs> comment, buddy. Yeah, the, the one who doesn't believe in anybody, that's who you're going to buy stock <laughs> from on your game. Hey, listen, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Um, all right. Let's. Any last thoughts on this game as we kind of wrap this one up? There's a, a comment I want to throw up here. I am. Nota Whale has noticed I have a tendency to say, all right, guys, we're going to start to wrap this up and then take like 17 more comments. Um, <laughs> it's because you guys are amazing. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to stop talking Badgers with you guys. So, but any last thoughts as we kick this down? Um, yeah, I, I'd like to just, again, I, I'd like to give credit to other people too. I, Stephen Crowell tonight, I mean, and 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 Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell, both, uh, they're shooting tonight. I'm sorry, I was just pulling up their numbers. They seven of 10 from the field. Uh, six of six from free throws. This is the, both of them combined. Stephen Crowell had eight assists, eight rebounds. Like uh, we had such a good night offensively, and it worked. Max going to get the credit, but man, like when when Crowell and Wall combined shoot a proper free field goal percentage, it really almost always spells wins. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, especially when Wall continues his creativity down low and does what he does, mm-hmm. he has some issues tonight. But I, I just, I really, those guys are so important and. When you have those guys shooting 60, 70% in the field, and then you have Max and, and Blackwell and Store doing what they do, we're going to score 85 points. And we are going to win most of those games unless we blow up defensively. So just all around offensively, such a great night for the guys. Really, really impressive. Yeah, I mean, they're, every player on this team had a couple of lumps in this game, but for the most part, everyone played well. Like I, I know we've, I can be a little critical of the guys at times, 
we scored 91 points. I mean, I'm not, right. not going to argue that anyone was terrible today when we do that as a group. So, you know, there's some things we need to tighten up. I, I'm critical of it because these are things that could eventually sting us in a game down the road. And I don't want to see this team miss out on what their their aspirations are simply because of little things that, for quite frankly, are effort-driven for them. And if they give the, the requisite effort, then, you know, every a lot is on the table for this team if they play as hard as they're capable of. Yeah, I think that's a good comment, man. I mean, the line in this game was 11. The, the final tally ends up being 11. You, you beat a Big Ten team, um, and Indiana's got solid players. Obviously, missing the, I think missing their center really threw them for a loop in that first half. But they're still a good team, a solid team. Um, you beat them by 11. Like, let's not – yeah, bad things were in every game, and good things are in every single game when you watch film and you watch it. But that's still a pretty good win for Wisconsin. Um, the other thing, I, I, the one thing I would say, and I'm just looking through my notes, we hit a lot of these. I felt like offensively early, um, you talked about some of the, the, the issues, Rajiv, early in the game, turnovers, those kind of things. It felt like they weren't really running their sets very much. They weren't swinging the ball side to side. They weren't getting into that motion. It was kind of just a lot of two-man game, like dribble off a pick and roll, take a shot. Or, you know, you got to just, like, find better looks. You have so many good shooters, you really don't have to force offense on this offense. We've learned that. There's too many weapons. I don't think they they found good looks early enough. Um, and if they do that, they probably get into that early rhythm and then some of those turnovers don't happen. But aside from that, I think, Justin, your point is dead on. We're harping on certain things because this team has a higher ceiling than I think most of us thought. And we see that. We see that that potential. Um, Got to play better defense to get there, though. Yeah. I would also just, sorry, to add to your point, Ryan, I think early is the place to time to do that. Like, what better time to 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 be focused get your sets, make the, make the right passes. That's the perfect time to do it. It's, it's kind of weird that we're not doing that early when that's the, that's the time it should be happening. Like the game just started, settle into it, you know, find good rhythm. And we're just starting off so badly that will bite us in the butt. If we don't, if we're not careful. Yeah. Let's finish on this one. I promise we're actually going to finish when I say we're going to finish, but that, that pass, uh, obviously this is at the end of, of, <laughs> of Max's heater. Right. And he's, he's in transition, by the way, I cannot be the only person that clinched up on this, by the way. No, because I did. I said yeah, we all did. <laughs> let's, let's acknowledge the fact that 95% of shooting guards are pulling up for a, a heat check there. Oh, yeah. I don't in transition on that kind of run with the crowd screaming. Instead, he pulls up, throws the pass to Gilmer. My first thought was, Gilmer's going to miss it. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even mean to say it. Why did, he, why did he dunk it? I don't even know why he didn't just dunk it. I was terrified. I was waiting for him to do the backboard slap layup. <laughs> uh, but no, to his credit, like, and listen, he probably couldn't have expected that to come his way. Like, he was going in for a rebound. So, credit to Gilmore, caught it, finished it. Um, what a friggin' play from to, to end that heater for Max. Like, that's and he would have he would have made the shot too, but that was even better. <laughs> that's the ultimate unselfish play, man. Uh, Mitch Ames against such awareness. Uh, Cody Schmidt, 49ers 38, Packers 23. Let's go. Let's go. That's Let's go, the comment he wants to end on now. <laughs> I, I've always liked, I'll tell you this, we've had a lot of people in the chats i've always thought cody was one of the best people that comes into the chat consistently bringing the heat bringing the truth um we're gonna end there guys on wisconsin um again uh, tons more content coming up as always but appreciate you guys tuning in and badgers get a w on wisconsin and uh let's talk later on wisconsin